Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Hello Trenders, welcome to a brand new series of videos that are going to be released over the next few months. For a long time now, I've talked to you guys about just how much I love Twilight Princess. It's my favourite Zelda game by a mile. Whether I'm defending the game on another Tubers channel or if I was ranking it at number one in my ranking video, the game is my favourite and I've made sure that that is known. To get that point across even further, I wanted to make an hour long video, if not longer, where I discuss all of the things that I love about the game. Suffice it to say, there was no way I was going to be able to do that in a week as I like doing weekly uploads. Well, now I have the next best thing. These videos will start from the beginning of Twilight Princess and I'll slowly go through the game, discussing my thoughts on most details that I can think of. When the series is over, I'll be stitching every single one of these videos together to create one huge, complete Twilight Princess retrospective. So before we begin, if you're new to the channel and don't want to miss any future Twilight Princess or Breath of the Wild videos, then please do subscribe. It really helps me out and you get some weekly content. Without any further ado, it's time to begin. It's time to discuss Ordon and why I love it so darn much. In the most cliche sentence I'll probably ever use on this entire channel, I think why I love the opening to Twilight Princess more than most people is because it symbolises the calm before the storm. As we find out later in the game, the world around Ordon Village is slowly collapsing. But these villagers don't know that. The animals around them don't know that. It's so incredibly peaceful that you don't think anything could be happening around you. You wait for the moment where an earthquake does happen. But it doesn't. Because there is no massive threat to the Ordonians. The village is just living as it always has. The stunning lack of awareness from the residents is what makes the beginning of the game just so compelling to me. They're so unaware that one of the village's most fierce warriors, Russell, literally asks a Link to deliver a sword to Hyrule Castle, completely unknowing of what was going on, unaware of the twilight and how much of the world was slowly being taken over. After a long talk, the pair make their way back to Ordon Village after one of the more emotional openings to a Zelda game in my opinion, with two friends just having a heart-to-heart -heart discussion. He wakes up the next morning and this is where the game starts its really, really long tutorial. There are many, many people that hate this tutorial, and I cannot inherently say to someone that they are wrong for that opinion, because truthfully, there was a time where I used to absolutely hate the opening to this game, it used to aggravate me. We'll get into the specifics of the stuff that you have to do in Ordon, but it's a load of stuff that you shouldn't have to do at the start of a game, especially a Zelda game, and especially when you compare to the tutorial of this game to Ocarina of Times, the title that Twilight Princess takes 90% of its original identity from. I say I used to hate this tutorial because I think the more I play through it, the more respect I have for it. Twilight Princess is one of the more epic Zelda games in scope, and while I love the game, I know that its open world isn't as good as other games in the series. This means that when you're traversing the world later on in the game, you don't really get much downtime. So as I said at the start of this section, this is much like the calm before the storm. It's the calm before everything is thrown at you. Do this, do that, have some side quests. Even when you're traversing the overworld, it's not like other Zelda games where it's likely that enemies won't spawn without it being nighttime. Hyrule Field just has enemies there most of the time. Along with that, for the first half of the game, the field has this strong sense of impending doom, which isn't a bad thing as I'll discuss in a future video in the series, but I think this little bit of the game where everything feels nice is absolutely necessary to set the tone for what the usual atmosphere of Hyrule and Ordon Village is. It's just peaceful, sure. Kids might be chasing monkeys, but it's just a peaceful village with a farm. 
I won't get into all the very big specifics, but Link has to herd some goats over the course of a couple of days with his trusty steed Epona. He finds a fish for Sarah's cat, so she feels up to the task of running her own shop again so she can sell the hero of Twilight her slingshot. Link might also take down a bee's nest if he wishes to, and shows off his slingshotting ability to Tallow, Mallow, and Beth. Meanwhile Colin, the son of Russell and his wife, tends to Epona. Russell then sends Link a sword. Link shows off his sword skills to the kids before Tallow makes a run for a monkey that's been hassling the kids for a while now. Of course, gameplay wise, this section is just meant to serve as a moment where you take all of the combat abilities that you've just learnt and actually apply them into real gameplay. But if we take that away for just a second, and this is something that can be learnt from pretty much all incarnations of the hero, from the moment the beginning of the game takes place and Link picks up his first sword, even if it is just a wooden one, he is completely courageous. Courage has been Link's main character trait for years now, but I always think that's shown best at the start of these games. Usually the hero is thrown into these situations and he has to sort them otherwise people could get hurt. In Ocarina of Time he goes into the Deku Tree at his request to save the forest. In Majora's Mask he barely has any option, but even after he returns to human form he works to save Termina. In Wind Waker he tries to save his sister. Skyward Sword is trying to save Zelda from the opening story beat. In all of these games, they perfectly show the hero off as being courageous from the opening. And as usual, that's also true here. With him venturing deep into the woods to try and find these kids who have scrambled off. While he finds the others on the way, he keeps digging further and further through the woods before finally reaching Talon. He's been captured outside of a giant tree opening in a cage, but with a few swift thrusts of Link's sword, the problem is dealt with pretty darn quickly. Russell apologises to Link while he's on his way back to the village, but thanks him for taking such good care of the kids. Now I personally think that it's at this point that Russell realises that Link would be some sort of hero at a future date, it was just a matter of when, though he likely wouldn't have guessed it would just be coming the day after. The hero sleeps and wakes the day that he'll be dropping the sword at Hyrule Castle. He's almost ready to go, both swords at the ready before he notices Epona's gone. He goes to a nearby spring where his childhood friend Ilya likes to spend her time with the horse. She's an overly caring person, not a bad thing, but it means that when she finds out Link has been using Epona almost daily, she's not happy. After a long talk and I guess some persuasion, Ilya allows Link to leave with his horse, unaware of what lurked around the corner. A giant boar, mounted by something, enters the spring and attacks Ilya and our hero. After awaking from this blow, Link shows off his courage yet again and sprints in the direction of Hyrule Field, in the hopes that the creature went in around about that direction. Though his plan does come to a halt as he comes to a wall of weird goopy stuff, which I think is the actual scientific term for the twilight. <laughs> He's dragged in and goes through a transformation that would be very gruesome if it was made by any other game or movie company, and passes out. Though while all of this happens, somebody is watching. The hero awakes in a cell. All semblance of that calm from Ordon has been lost, instead exchanged for terror. I mean heck, Link has literally been transformed into a dog. You cannot get more unknown than this. You wake up in an unknown body in an unknown area and you're locked in a cell. Link awakes to the same thing who watched him hours earlier. You're later told of her name, but she is simply one of the best parts of Twilight Princess, Midna. Later on in the series I do a whole video on her because she can truly make or break the game for a lot of people. She says she'll help you out of the building if you help her. After some running around the sewers and noticing that you can now see people in soul form, Link comes to a tower and using Midna and her abilities with a section of the few shadow, climbs the tower before coming out into the open. All at once it hits you. The hero did come to the castle of Hyrule on that day that was specified, just in all of the wrong scenarios. This section of the game really goes against everything you'd seen so far and sets the stage for what you'll be doing and how you'd be feeling for the next 20 hours or so of gameplay. 
Now, Wolf Link isn't the best. I will be the first to admit that, and I'll probably keep saying it over the course of this series, but this tutorial section for your abilities is pretty darn nice in my opinion, and is one of the least annoying sections of the game where you play as Wolf Link. You make your way to the top of the highest tower in the castle where the princess sits. I won't go into any of the nitty gritty, but Midna and the princess of Hyrule, Princess Zelda, seem to know each other somehow, and Zelda knows those shadow beasts are chasing Midna, so she must take her leave and try and find the rest of the few shadow. With that, the imp takes the hero back to Ordon and asks him to find a sword and a shield. Seeing the reactions to you around the village is pretty sad considering how beloved Link was by the village in human form, but you can't really blame them. Even if one of my friends like Brandoge turned into a wolf, I'd still be scared considering I don't know it's him. Anyway, very small rant aside, after committing some form of theft to numerous houses in the village, you set back to the spring. At this point, you're ambushed and you're shown how to defeat bigger shadow monsters. I've never been too much of a fan of this combat, but over time I've come to appreciate that there aren't many of these battles over the course of the game, and each of these battles functions subordinately as a puzzle, and I don't mind that at all. The next thing you have to do is find all of the tears of light for the spirit of Faron. This is the least tedious of these sections of the game, but as you'll come to discover in the next video in this series, yeah, I don't like these parts of the game, they're pretty annoying and are really long in the other two areas where you have to do the same. But I think this one is pretty darn effective. Exploring an area you've already discovered earlier in the game serves to zero in on how quickly the atmosphere changed and how much it changed. After collecting all of these tears, the spirit of Farron transforms the hero back from his beastly form back into a human since the twilight had been lifted from the land. Link realises he's back to human form and while grasping his former reality, he looks at his clothing. The spirit informs him that the green garb he wears is of significant nature to the history of Hyrule and I think this is just a great way to keep the lore of the Hero of Time going, especially since this was the second time they'd done such a thing in a 3D game after Wind Waker. In that game, he was hailed as a hero for everything he did for the land, but in Twilight Princess he was merely a puppet to play in the capturing of Ganondorf, so when the spirit says that the Hero of Time's power is now his, it means his courage and very little more. It shows a different side of the hero time that we see much more later on in the game. Told to save the land, Link begins his adventure, everything left behind, the rest of Ordon left behind him, his own home. This was the start of his journey, and it's certainly an epic journey, but I think this understated, slower, more methodical way of approaching the beginning of the game was a good way of showing, once again, the calm before the storm. Of course, the start of the game really isn't great for a lot of people, and I don't think it's perfect in any regard. As of all of the episodes in this series I have planned out, this was the hardest episode to write, but writing it has given me even more newfound respect for the beginning of this amazing game, and I hope I've at least showed some of you why I think it isn't a horrible opening to a game like some people seem to think it is. Thank you so much for watching this video, if you enjoyed then please do support me by leaving a like rating and subscribing. You won't miss the second episode of this big retrospective and you'll join the 13% of people who are subscribed who are watching right now. Plus you'll also get even more content, and I'm also planning to do a retrospective series on pretty much all of the 3D Zelda games at some point, so whenever I get around to your favourite Zelda game, you'll be able to watch the series from the beginning. So yeah, thank you a ton if you subscribe. The people you can see on screen right now are my Patreon supporters, thank you all so much for the support guys, some G and Jared Whedon are especially amazing for being my top paying patrons, just look at the Triforce coloured names and that Triforce font. Thank you so much for the support guys. If you'd like to join them then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. The link to my Patreon is in the description and along with that link is the link to the rest of my media platforms, so follow me on them to keep in touch with me. 
again, thank you so much for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, then make sure you leave a like rating so I know you enjoyed the start of the series. And I'll likely see you on Sunday. But for now, Trenders, please do stay safe.